0: Oh, trendsetters, welcome to episode 612 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Meg, and like always, if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, Transmove.com, or send me through an email, Tim, at Transmove.com. Hell, and while you're on the website, just click on articles on top there and have a look at the new um, post I, I did last week on, well, how would I describe it, on playing with your power numbers to see what time or power you need for it a certain amount of time within a race looking at past data yeah, so it's a pretty cool mathematical equation a uh, good formula to to follow and i'll give a good example i used it today actually not two hours ago my, today my son raced um, down in hobart he, he won which is all you know all peachy all all, all pretty it sounds better than what it was his main competitor that would have mopped the floor with him. Was racing in Canberra, and he's he won his racing Canberra national champion. That's all, you know. That's that's the gold standard for his age. And so we, so my son, you know, put an all time best um, power output today. So that was that was nice to see that his normalised power was 180 watts on on the dot. And so he asked. He asked me because he knew knows about this formula, and this is going to sound, um, you know, like I'm one of those douchebag dads that, that's living his life through his son, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come across that way. But, um, but he, he, input, he spearheads it all, so bear, bear with me. So he's come up. He, so he said, "How much power would I need to hit the to be at the same?" Same level as this other other kid, and so I jumped on this other kid's past race on the exact same course. Now it's a thirteen-kilometer bike loop, and so I was able to get these um, this other kid's race time on what he did, Um, and so I was able to get my son's time, his race power. For, for today, compare it to that other kid, and I, and I came up with the exact number of, he 200, needs 211 watts for normalised power to ride at the exact same um, time as that, uh, par, that, as, the, as that other kid, which is the Australian champion for his age, um, on the exact same course. Um, and so, so you know, he's got a little bit of work. Uh, it works out to be like 17% improvement he, he has to do on the bike. Now, he, he can find some, some improvements in aerodynamics or equipment choices or whatever. Um, but generally, he's just going to have to do a, a lot of solid hard work, more or less. It, it, you know, just to, to put in terms... Um, um, my son, he, he's early stages of puberty. While this other, the other kids, pretty well on the outside, on the other side of that. So he's, I, I would expect that my son to um, bridge that gap to a level, a certain level, within the next year as he, you know, matures with age. Um, but. It was pretty cool to see that we were able to work out the exact power number he would need to be at that golden standard national level, um, you know, from from having a normalised power of 180 to 211 watts, that's what he needs. Um, to, to be able and my son's like 44 or 45 kilos you know you think 210 that, 211 kilo 211 watts that's not really that much but when you're like 45 45 kilos or whatever it is um that that you know four point something percent let me work that out four point something watts per kilo um. So, um, what is it? Two hundred and eleven divided by forty-five. Let's say. So he's got to ride it. Yeah. Four. Four point six eight watts per kilo. He he has to get. So that when you work out at at that that that's a that's a you know moving. Anyway. Um. So that. So so that's that. I, I got sidetracked for, all by telling you about um. Click on that blog. Um, What else has been going on? I I won't boil you to tears. Uh, We generally guess back about something else, but I think I've spoken long enough. Anyway, today's question comes from David, who writes, I am training for a half Ironman coming up in three and a half months and was thinking about booking into our local marathon. Uh, What is your opinion in doing a marathon six weeks out from a 70.3? Um... Cool question, and it depends what your goals are for the seventy point three. Where you are at now, um, what's your long runs been like in the lead up over the last three months, six months? You know how consistent been. Your running, how much are you able to recover through through this? If you um, were going to do this seventy, if you were sorry, if you are going to do the a marathon six weeks out, um, how much? of a taper do you think you need to do that um do a marathon at what you know at what was your goal for the marathon how much time do you think you're going to recover straight after that these are all questions you need to ask yourself so um generally 70.3 races they're you know we pay a premium price for that so i'm assuming that's your your main goal race um, generally, for your average person, um, and I'm a, you know, I will just go off generics here. You lead into a um, a, a marathon, for for instance, you're going to have to have a, a two, three, at least. Let's say it's you're just wanting to put some miles into the legs. Um, you're not going to be racing it hard. You're just going to be doing. A nice aerobic run for the whole, for the whole, just putting miles in, just finishing the marathon. You'll at least want to have two days leading into that easy, easy um, training, so, and then you do your marathon. And then it's probably going to take you three, four, five days, depending on your recovery rate. On before you start feeling normal you're still going to have a, a fair bit of fatigue built up that it's going to take a lot longer to shred to shred but you might be able to get back into train normal training by fr- um, you know Wednesday Thursday maybe um, could be longer if you depending on how strong you are and how fit you are um, or it could take a little bit less but let's let's call it Thursday so, so the best part of a week you've lost in training for this 70.3 and in, in the middle of that you've put a, a really long run in um, now if you're doing weekly long runs of let's say 20 miles and you have been for the last 20 weeks you it's going to do a lot and you're going to let's say your long runs are at um, rough, you know f- nice easy numbers 5 minute K pace and um, and so you're going to do a three-and-a-half-hour marathon. Let's say you're going to take it super easy and you back that off to 3.45 or even four-hour marathon. So this is super easy. You could probably get back to normal training Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Uh, but there's still going to be that a fair bit of accumulated fatigue there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gibbering here because I want you to think about the consequences of doing this. You can do it, definitely do it. But it will come... At a week of important training, though you know these are key weeks. Weeks, um, you, you know, what are we? You know, eight, seven, six, five, four. They're they're all pretty key weeks for leading up to to a big race. And so you're going to lose a a week of solid proper training. So it just depends on how important both those events are um I could be easily say, "Why don't you do um ha see if the i don't know what ratio half what marathon it is, but most marathon have also a half marathon option, so maybe it's best to do the half marathon that way. You won't need to change you um, or manipulate too much of your training anyway. You, the day before, you can still knock out that real long, hard bike ride. The day after, you just do an easy um, aerobic swim, for instance, to help recover, or an easy bike ride or something like that to help recover from it. And then you're just straight back into normal training. There's that option. Also, another option um, you could ride, you can run. Yes, even then. I, I'm, I'm not. A, I, I could say you can run 20 miles of this marathon and just walk the last 10, but most people don't want to do that. Um, but it just depends on what your goals were for that 70.3. And it goes back to, you know, just reverse engineering that goal, what what you plan on doing and how you're going to do it. And you just work your way back and does putting 42Ks into into the body in one hit going to benefit that 70.3 um and and if your run if long runs aren't that um you know let's say you've only been doing 20k long runs 18k long runs or or, you know somewhere around there and and all of a sudden in you know two months time or so you're you're going to do a marathon just i don't know uh i personally would wouldn't um but but i'm not not the one making the decisions um now if you had on the other hand of all that if you had um you you know you got your 70.3 in three and a half months and then in um four months time five months time or whatever you've got an Ironman, I'd be saying, hell yeah, go do the marathon, and train through the 70.3, with a little bit of rest here and there, but not full tapering, but just training more through it, and then um, leading into that um, Ironman, that works, that's, you know, you're heading in a direction, but I don't know, you didn't say that, so... um, I don't, I don't know, mate, yeah, that's just some things to, th- 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 blah, easy for me to say, it's just some things to think about. Anyway, if you guys have any questions you would like me to gibber on and talk a bit or not even answer the questions properly like I just did them, send that question through to Tim at Transmove.com. Until next episode, Hero.